0: Hi, I'm Linda Eads from Ford Asset Management, and I'm here today with one of our portfolio managers, Michael Townsend. And we're gonna be unpacking the South African economic landscape and understanding where we are finding opportunities within the South African market. Mike, when we invest in shares, what we're actually doing is buying the future earnings streams of the companies that we're investing in. And we know that those earnings are very highly correlated to earnings growth. And now it's no secret that South Africa hasn't been achieving its full potential with regards to economic growth. Perhaps you could start with that. Why have we had challenges from an economic perspective?
1: Hello, Linda. Um, We always find it useful to look at what's happened in the past, which then guides our thinking for what can perhaps happen um, going forward. So South Africa has gone through two distinct phases of economic growth um, since um, 1994. The first 14-year period leading up to 2008, we had healthy growth rates of around 4% per annum. That growth rate has slowed quite significantly over the last 14 years um, to just 1.7% per annum. So we think there are very clear reasons why that has happened, but the two most important are lack of delivery by government. And then the second, probably more important one is the fact that there's just been a lack of infrastructure spend and gross fixed capital formation spend in the South African economy. And a very interesting statistic is that The ratio of gross fixed capital formation to GDP is at its lowest level in over 70 years. Now, if you aren't investing, that has a dramatic impact on future growth potential for the country. The biggest contributor to the underspending has been the public sector, and particularly by the state-owned enterprises. And we all experience that on a daily basis. We sit in the dark in the evenings. There are potholes in our our roads when we go on longer journeys and then also many companies struggle to get their goods to the market because of the fall down of um, Transnet and related companies.
0: So it doesn't sound like many of those issues are going to go away anytime soon. Mike, how does that sort of look going forwards? I mean, do we expect that to change or are there still going to be headwinds to companies going forwards?
1: In our opinion, yes, there are going to be ongoing headwinds and the growth rate is probably not going to break out of this, um, let's say, below 2% um, rate over the next couple of years. A big catalyst is actually going to be the elections that, that we're having next year. And it's very likely that the ANC is going to lose its majority. And then we're probably going to enter a new era of coalition politics in South Africa. Now, that just means that you're probably going to get a wider range of outcomes. And the growth rates can vary from perhaps as low as minus three percent to plus two, maybe even slightly higher than that. But over the next few years, we don't see South Africa breaking out of that pattern. An important issue to remember is also the impact that Eskim and its load shedding has on our economy. Now, the Reserve Bank has calculated recently that in 2022, the load shedding impacted our economy by 2.1 percent, which is a significant number. And we know that's not going to go away in the short term. And so that is also going to be another retardant to growth in South Africa.
0: So given that we are looking at a low growth outlook, Mike, where does that leave uh, South African equity investors? I mean, where do we actually invest in the South African equity market, given that those economic headwinds are likely to remain there for some time? Mm -hmm.
1: Now I may have sounded a bit gloomy in answering your first two questions, but we're actually quite excited about the opportunities that are presenting themselves in the South African market at the moment. Now firstly, valuations are very important and valuations right now are extremely cheap. The South African incorporated shares, which are those just exposed to the local economy, are trading on multiples that are the cheapest that we've seen for the last 20 years. So we're seeing a lot of opportunities in domestically orientated South African shares. We've always liked the well-managed global multinationals, and we continue to see good prospects in the likes of NASPAS, Aspen, and Anheuser-Busch to a lesser extent. So those are, that's another important part of our portfolios. And finally, we discussed the lack of investment in South Africa over the last decade. But that is undergoing a structural change right now because, ironically, of all the issues that we're being faced with ESCOM. So, over 100 billion Rand will be spent, predominantly by the mining sector, who are investing in um, more than 50 projects. And those projects will be increasing the capacity of electricity by close to six gigawatts. Now, to put that into context, That's almost 20% of ESKIM's currently available capacity. So that's a significant investment that's taking place in the country. And we have identified some companies that we feel are going to benefit from that spend.
0: So what I'm hearing, Mike, is that uh, we do have quite a lot of global businesses within our portfolio, and we're also taking advantage of the fact that valuations are very much in our favor, with, of course, total return as a function of earnings, dividends, and the change in the valuation. Uh, So is it right to say that... Even if things turn out to be a little better than expected, um, the market is priced as such to actually deliver quite good returns in some of the mid-cap stocks that we're looking at. Is that correct?
1: No, absolutely. I mean, as I said earlier, the valuations are really cheap at the moment. And they probably means that the market is pricing in a worst-case growth scenario for South Africa. And if we were to get growth that is slightly better than expected, you can certainly see handsome returns coming through on the JSE.
0: Okay, thanks very much, Mike. So just a reminder to everyone that, of course, um, when we talk about any specific investment idea, it's important to remember that our portfolio is constructed with many different investment ideas, um, which are obviously uh, designed to play out under different scenarios. Uh, So it's very important that we remind our investors that portfolios are very well diversified. Uh, Thank you, Mike, for your contribution. And thank you to everyone who's joined us for this conversation today. This podcast is for information purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those
1: of Ford Asset Management. Ford Asset Management is an authorised financial services provider.